Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. This is uh, Roland Lopez with Sabbath Talks. Uh, we have around the table in our interview and our talk uh, with, uh, uh, I want them to introduce themselves. We have around the table. Uh, let's start with you, Brother Carlos. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Pastor Carlos Navarro, uh, pastor of Iglesia Bautista, West Brownsville, West Brownsville Baptist Church here in Brownsville, Texas. Hi, and my name is Eric Hilgers. I'm the storyteller here at the San Antonio Baptist Association. And my name is Roland Lopez, a church planning consultant and evangelism here in uh, the in San Antonio and with San Antonio Baptist Association. Uh, we have with us um, uh, Carlos Navarro, as he has just introduced himself. He's the pastor of West Brownsville Baptist Church. And uh, I've known uh, Brother Carlos um, for many years, a little over 20-something years, uh, back in 1993 when he became the pastor of West Brownsville Baptist Church with approximately maybe 68 to 70 um, uh, members of that church. And I was a pastor in in, uh, McAllen, Texas during that time. And one of the things that really has... um, uh, inspired me and uh, has motivated and watched this man how God has used his life uh, to um, uh, to be able to mobilize and and uh, to motivate uh, men and women uh, for the Master. Uh, also, uh, his style, his leadership style, and his pastoral style in evangelism, and uh, as a church planner and missionary. Uh, a tremendous uh, ministry that he has um, he has built a great church, and uh, we have a few questions that we'd like to ask our brother. Uh, he is definitely a church planter, and uh, would like to just ask him uh, the first question, and that is, um, brother Carlos, what uh, what interest uh, did you have in in planting new churches? when uh, you first took the church there at West Brownsville back in 1993. Well, yes, uh, Dr. Roland, thank you. I'm pleased and blessed to be here today with you and chat and share what God has done through the years. It's almost 28 years doing the same thing. Uh, Well, it was a domino effect. Evangelism brought a lot of people to our church, a lot of people who needed to be trained and, uh, uh, indoctrinated, and then uh, to be—I uh, mean—to have ca- to train these people to have the capacity to move on to the next level. So we discovered with the years that uh, that was around I was surrounded by a lot of good, good leaders, and I said, "Well, church is already packed. Uh, the building was for 175 people." We only had 65 of, the, of attendance. In less than a year or almost a year, we already had 150. And then we tripled the attendance in the next two years. And then we couldn't grow anymore because uh, the building was uh, limited our, our church growth. So that God put in our hearts to uh, multiply leaders, to train leaders, and just just get them out of here and, uh, and just put them in, around the city and with the home Bible studies, with the cell groups, with the small groups, and those small groups 
in the next uh, one or two years already became churches. So in the past 28 years, we already planted 22 churches, and uh, we're reaching, we put them all together with our congregation, we're almost over 2,500 altogether. That, that number, that number of people can come to our building. So that's one of the reasons, you know, God put on our minds and our hearts to do the church planting. Wow. Uh, these churches that, that God has allowed um, uh, you folks to, to plant um, in the disciple-making process and also in, um, in, in equipping and training of these leaders, uh, you're saying that uh, these pastors, uh, the 22 congregations that uh, uh, you've planted there in uh, that area, uh, you have been able to uh, to provide um, a spiritual formation, and also mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, been able to uh, to equip them uh, to be pastors. Uh, of course, the Lord calls them, and God gives to you these folks in your congregation for training. And I understand you also have a, a seminary. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I I discovered the the need. I just, uh, I saw on my people and my new leaders that they needed more. They were hungry uh, for something else. I mean, they were hungry for uh, something deeper in the war, and they, I, it looked like the Sunday school classes was not enough. So I got uh, all the pensum, and I got all the, all my classes from my former uh, theology institute in El Salvador, and I, I brought it over here. And I started teaching the 38 uh, classes that we have, you know, with the uh, introduction to the Old Testament, the New Testament, uh, uh, systematic theology, and uh, history of the Baptist, uh, uh, church history, church administration, homiletics, uh, hermeneutics, and uh, revelation, Daniel, eschatology, and all that kind of stuff to 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 train them well, to tell them and to to teach them and to just to get them out of here and and do the work, because it was it was kind of hard for some of the people and very frustrated for a lot of people. They wanted to go to school, but uh, you know they were recently married and uh, financially speaking they're not were not doing too good, so they couldn't go to San Antonio. They couldn't go to Dallas or Fort Worth or some other seminary with uh, that is so expensive. So we decided to start a seminary here. So we already have a, out of the uh, 20, we have 22 churches planted, uh, 25 pastors already uh, graduated from our seminary. And, um, and that's, that's where I get my people to, to, to do the church planting. Well, that, that's, um, that's very good. Uh, if, um, if many more pastors and churches would have that vision that um, the church is, uh, the local church is definitely responsible in equipping uh, the, the ministers, the servants, uh, for the work of the ministry. Uh, that, is yeah. the, uh, that is definitely New Testament, and you have, God has blessed it, and you've taken that pattern and, and moved in that, in that way, and uh, God has uh, truly blessed uh, the congregation and the uh, the seminary that you have now. I understand that uh, uh, to this date, I believe you all have had uh, what sixty five 
uh, students uh, in your yeah. seminary? Yeah, out of the 20, in 22 years, uh, yeah, we we already been uh, forming the new leaders with uh, with that our DNA and that just I, I'm straight with them and I tell them I don't want to just share uh, knowledge or I don't want you just to understand or or just to know more about the Bible, but uh, we have to practice. We have to practice what we learn. One of the things that uh, through the years, whether I have um, visited your congregation on many, many times, and and something that has also uh, impressed me that uh, the gospel and church planting is not only for uh, for Texas or for Brownsville, but uh, or also for the nation. But uh, can you tell me about uh, the the churches and the pastors that you mentor uh, around uh, around the world? And in, in America Latina, in uh, Central America, and uh, other places. Can you tell us about yeah. that? Yeah. Well, uh, we support 21 missionaries from our church. Uh, I have partnership with another two pastors that we have the same vision. And one is in Vancouver, Canada. The other was in San Francisco, California. So we merge. And we put together all our resources, our financial resources, and we support our missionaries in Central America and Mexico and uh, in the Caribbean and Latin America, but also in Spain. And right now, we're just in the middle of a process of planting uh, 10 churches in the next five years in Spain, which is, this is almost impossible because uh, it, a lot of, of, of the conventions over there, they have years, probably more than 15 to 20 years. They, they haven't started one church in 15 to 20 years. All, and not only that, but a lot of churches are dying. And we are in the other side of the story. So we're planting churches, we're developing leaders, and uh, we're helping the ministers uh, to, to succeed. Amen. Uh, and then uh, I'm hearing you say that um, uh, if in the next five years, uh, with God's grace, God's power, God's um, leadership, uh, your vision is to plant ten new congregations uh, in in Spain. Is that correct? Exactly. Wow! Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and, and especially, especially in the part which is south of Spain, which is Andalusia, and imagine. You're talking about almost, um, let me see, probably 20 million people uh, in that area, and it's only 14 churches wow. and 20 million people. So wow. we need a lot. Of, they say there is around 7,000 in plus small villages, little towns, small towns, where there is no presence of any church whatsoever just the Catholic Church, but they, mm. they don't have any presence of no other denomination. So that's that's a mission field. Well, uh, I know that um, uh, every uh, Sunday um, morning uh, you acknowledge a a nation yeah. that uh, that your church uh, is working with. Uh, do you still have? Um, these uh, churches, and you still have these services where oh, yeah. uh, individuals oh, yeah. march down the aisle. Uh, can yeah, you tell they, us a little they, bit about that? 
Yeah, what we do is on Sunday morning, we bring the flag of the country, uh, the national anthem of the country, or any specific uh, music from that country, and we put in the and uh, screen with the PowerPoint presentation, we put the name of the pastor, his wife, and his children, and the name of the church that we're uh, supporting. So our church prays for them every week. Imagine uh, in every single Sunday school class, in our prayer with the deacons, the other 22 churches that we have here in Brownsville, and not only that, but all the departments, youth, the ladies and manhood uh, and the men's department, we pray for the missionary throughout the week. And we let them know that we're praying for them. And most of our people have their contact, their telephone numbers, so they send them messages through WhatsApp or text telling, telling the pastor. Let's say, for example, Pastor Byron, Byron Martinez from Guatemala. So he receives almost 300 uh, 350 to 400 phone calls from our church just to let him know that we're praying for him. Wow. Amen. Amen. How, how many churches, brother, is West Brownsville um, uh, supporting now um, away from the Brownsville area? Uh, the the, the one we have here, yeah, the ones we have here is 22. We got 11 in Mexico that we support. And let me let me mention the countries that we uh, have missions: Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Venezuela, Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, Uruguay, Argentina, Chile, Paraguay, Brasil, República Dominicana, Brasil, eh, España e Italia. Wow, uh, <laughs> brother, that is a blessing. Yeah. That is a blessing, and. Uh, well, I don't. I just don't know any other uh, congregation. And you know, if anybody's hearing my voice here, if you know any local congregation that's doing that, please let us know. Uh, we'd like to definitely um, acknowledge what God's doing through your life and through your ministry, as God um, has used uh, this man, Brother Carlos Navarro, uh, as a uh, as a pastor, as a uh, church planter, as a missionary as an evangelist, and uh, uh, we just pray that God will continue to, to bless your life and to bless uh, the life of your church uh, and the vision that you have. Brother uh, Eric, do you have a question? Yeah, i got, got a quick question here. Um, Pastor Carlos, in your experience, what are some of the obstacles and challenges you've undergone in the process of starting the church? It's always been, to uh, in the beginning, to have a proper building, but uh, we discovered not to let us down mm -hmm. because of uh, uh, not to have a building. So I told my, uh, actually, I told my my pastors not to get discouraged because we don't have any, you know, church building. And I, I know they, they would like to have pews and chairs and sound system and PowerPoint and everything. But uh, I tell them not to get discouraged. Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, buildings are, are not are not churches, so we need to reach people first, and then if God allows us to continue to get you know the proper building, but that's the only barrier that mm. that we have. And I talked to you today with Dr. Horn and you and uh, Dr. Roland that uh, imagine 
doing the, we've been doing for the past 28 years, even in in a situation that we are in, and a church that we're in, and the financial situation because we live in Cameron County, which is the poorest county in the states. We live in Brownsville, that is one of the the poorest city and the states. And and imagine just being here with that with that handicap, but God has been great and He's been so gracious and mm-hmm. He has provided everything. So um, we couldn't wait, and we couldn't yeah. wait for any association or convention to help us to start because. Uh, I mean, the moment and the time to do it is now. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't follow it. We don't fall into the red tape and the bureaucracy sometimes, and in some some conventions to provide the financial aid to the church planters. So, mm-hmm. I thank you so much for you guys for being there and and supporting us. Well, thank you, Brother Carlos. Uh, thank you so much for this interview in the area of church planning and evangelism, and uh, we have. Um, uh, we have had uh, uh, your your afternoon taken, um, both um, in English and in Spanish, but I believe that uh, those that are listening to us on this uh, podcast remember Brother Carlos and his family, his church in prayer, and the new church starts there in Brownsville, and we will connect with other churches and see how we might be able uh, to mobilize our people to be able to see a need and be able to see uh, a church and a man who is doing a work that's far beyond maybe what we could ever do. But uh, because of the Lord's um, leadership and a man's availability, God is being honored to impact uh, his kingdom. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brother Carlos. Thank you for his life, for his family, for his church. And, Father, we pray for the many, many congregations and responsibilities that this man has on his shoulders. And above all, Father, that he may continue to depend and look unto you. For we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Brother Carlos, may the Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Eric. God bless you. Absolutely. God bless, Pastor Carlos. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom.